are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Now, today, I want to speak to you from the book of Ephesians. And I see something that I've never seen. I gave you some, oh, two years ago, I guess now, the book of Ephesians, verse by verse on the radio. I don't remember. It's been quite a long time. But we studied this book a solid month. But, you know, in the study, I didn't point out what I'm going to point out today. There are four things that we have in Jesus that are marvelous, to state it mildly. Now, first, I want to read a text. In Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, now get this, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It was Paul, you know, who said, God forbid that I glory, save in the cross, in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he was a Jesus preacher. Of course, he preached the whole gospel, but I mean, he preached Christ crucified, and in Jesus we have all spiritual blessings. Now, the first one that I want you to notice is in Ephesians 1 and verse 7, and here's what we find. In whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Now, brother, there is a verse that is tremendous to say the least. Now, in Christ we have redemption, but only through His blood. Now, let me show you something. The liberal and the modernist tell us today that Jesus was, but He was just a son of God, as we are sons of God, and all men are sons of God. Now, they say that There is no need of this butcher house, slaughterhouse, bloody salvation. I want to say to you, beloved, I want to say to you today by the the radio, listening to your loudspeaker in the automobile, in the business house, or at home, wherever you are, I want to say that if you are not covered by the blood of Jesus, it makes no difference who you are nor what religion you profess, nor your persuasion. If you are not covered, By the blood of Jesus, you are hopelessly lost right now. You're not redeemed. There's only one way to be redeemed. There is only one way to be redeemed. And that singular way, the only way, the one way, is by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, the cross of Jesus brings redemption. Let me tell you what sinners are anyway. We're all sons of God by creation. I mean by that. God created man. God is the author of life. We're all sons of God by creation. But those of us who are saved are not only God's sons by creation, but we're God's sons by redemption also. Now, to redeem means to buy back. Now, the devil stole man. Eve sinned. Adam sinned. Man lost his holy, righteous, godly, pure, sinless estate. And God bought us back. Now, Jesus paid the price. The price for sin. Every drop of His precious blood. In whom we have redemption. 
through His blood. We are redeemed. We are bought back. We are brought back by the blood. But there's something else. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. We are redeemed, sins forgiven, through the riches of His marvelous grace. Now, that's Jesus. Hallelujah. In Christ we have redemption. In Christ we have the forgiveness of sins. In, in Christ we possess the riches of God's grace. What a bank account. What a spiritual bank account. Thank God for our salvation in Jesus Christ. Now, if you are in Christ, Colossians 1.27, Paul writing again to the believers there, in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you the hope of glory. And in Colossians 3.3, we are dead and our lives are hid with Christ in God. In Christ, in God, hallelujah, under the blood, redeemed, sins forgiven, gone forever. Thank God. Now listen, beloved. I'm not trying to indoctrinate anybody. I wish that when dear people listen to the radio, I wish they could forget denominations. You know, I'm not trying to make a Baptist out of you. I'm a Baptist. I belong to an independent fundamental, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-honoring, God-fearing Baptist church. I certainly do. But I'm not trying to make a Baptist out of you. I believe in the regenerating power and the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit and the shed blood. And I'm trying to make a Christian out of you. Now, if you are under the blood, you're saved. If you're not under the blood, you're lost. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Hallelujah. Now, the next thing. I said there are four wonderful things, and I want you to underline two words in each verse. I guess I love words. Maybe, I don't know, I started to say too much, but I don't guess I should say that. Maybe I'm a little bit fanatical on words. I preach on words a lot, an awful lot. Now, underline two words. In whom... In whom? Now, in verse 7, in whom we have redemption. Now, then the next one is in verse 11. In whom? There are your two words again. In whom also? Not only do we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, the riches of His grace, but in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Listen. An inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. When I say, Brother Green, I don't see why you read that verse on the radio. Uh, you don't believe in predestination. Who said I don't believe in predestination? Who told you that I don't believe in predestination? I believe in Bible predestination. I don't believe in man-manufactured predestination. No, sir. I believe in predestination. We who are sons of God are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing else can happen to us. I mean by that, washed in the blood, born again, saved, sons of God, are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Romans 8, read it. Now then, listen to this. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance. Have it now. Listen, dear friends, I, again, please, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to indoctrinate you. I'm just reading the plain word of God. In Jesus, we have obtained, have obtained, not going to obtain, already have. We've already obtained an inheritance 
being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, you washed in the blood. I didn't say church member. I said washed in the blood. A born-again, blood-washed child of God, you are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. You will receive the inheritance that you have obtained by trusting Jesus. In Jesus we have obtained. Listen. In whom also we have obtained. Not going to obtain, but have already. We have already. Now, we're going to see him, and we're going to the pearly white city, and we're going to reign with Jesus, and we're going to be in his presence, but we have already received our inheritance. It's ours. We just have not uh, come into the possession and the joy of it yet. Now, let me put it this way. Uh, if my dad, and he didn't, if my dad had had money, he didn't. He didn't leave me a dime, nor any other child. He didn't have a dime to leave us. That's all right. I'd, I'd rather have his memory, thank God, I'd rather have a good memory of my dear dad than if he'd left me a million dollars. Now, it'd have been mighty nice. I, I believe I would have used it to the glory of God, but I don't know, see. God knows and I don't, so my dad didn't leave me any money. But let's say, for instance... If my dad had had $10,000 in the bank, and there had been two children, they were eight instead of two, but if there had been two children, eight living, nine in all, but if there had been two children, and my dad had left uh, $10,000 in the bank, and he had said that, uh, in other words, if my dad was still alive right now, and he made a will, and he said, my son, Oliver, will inherit 5000 and my other son, uh, whatever his name would be, will inherit 5000 Now, that inheritance is ours, see. It's ours. But we don't come into the possession until my dad passes on. Of course, my dad is gone. I'm just illustrating. But that money would be ours, but we wouldn't possess it until the death of dad. Now then, during the time between the time he made the will and his death, he could have lost it. It could have been, uh, something could have happened that the money would have been lost. The government could have fallen. The bank could have gone broke and so forth and so on. But now here's the wonderful thing. Peter tells us that we have an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven. Now, this inheritance we have now. It's ours now. We sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus now. Ephesians 1, 7. We sit together. 2, 7. I beg your pardon. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2, 6, here it is, right here. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're sitting together today in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have an inheritance. We have an inheritance incorruptible that cannot fade away, thank God. It's in Jesus. Now, if Jesus can fade away, if Jesus can cease to exist, if God can cease to exist then our inheritance can cease to exist. But if God Almighty is almighty and everlasting, then our inheritance is everlasting. But it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. It's not in religion. It's not in good works. It's not in doing the best you can. It's not in joining the church. It's not in giving your money. But it's in Jesus. In Christ we have redemption. In whom we have redemption. In whom we have an inheritance. Now I must rush because time is slipping away. In the third place... I want you to turn with me, please, to the third chapter of Ephesians, and I'm reading verse 22. Ephesians 3, 22. Underline our two words. Here they are. In 
whom, in whom. Now, there are our words again. In whom, in whom. Now, what do we have? In whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. All right? In whom we have redemption. In whom we have an inheritance. In whom we are builded together. Now, I have good news for you, saints of God. We're all one. We're all one. All born-again Baptists. All born-again Methodists. All born-again Presbyterians. All born-again Pentecostals. All born-again Lutherans. All born-again people are builded together in one body. Every last one of us. You know, I don't know. I don't know what God thinks or what God feels or what God says when God looks down upon this religiously divided country. You know, a dear lady came up to me in my meeting the other night and said, Reverend, you'll never know how much your programs mean to me. Never know. You'll never know. My feed at the radio. I feed. My, my, my. She raved, 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 raved. Then she looked up at me and she said, you know, she said, uh, I wonder why you never do call our group on the radio. I said, what do you mean, dear lady? And then she told me, and I'm not calling any name. It doesn't make any difference. I- I'm not calling any name. She said, I hear you mention this, mention that. And I said, you must not believe in us. Now, listen, dear friends, listen. I want you to get this straight. I'm a Baptist, but bless your heart. I don't brag on the Baptist, and I don't lift up the Baptist, and I'm not proud of the Baptist. I mean by that, I'm lifting up Jesus, and I'm proud of Jesus. And if you are a born-again Pentecostal, Lutheran, Episcopalian, uh, it doesn't make any difference. If you're born again, Baptist, born again, uh, Nazarene, born again, anything, or if you're born again, washed in the blood, and you're not a member of any church on the face of God's earth, if you're born again, you're my brother. Now, I believe you should join a good church. I really do. I believe there's one somewhere. Now, there might be an exception, but I believe there's a church somewhere that you could find where you could uh, assemble and fail not to assemble and where you could fellowship with the saints and be blessed and be a blessing. I believe that. But it doesn't matter. Now, we are built together. It makes no difference the color of your skin, your nationality, your monetary standing, your educational standing. It makes no difference, God bless you, whether you live in a mansion or live in a little uh, $250 shack. It matters not. God bless your heart. We are all members of the same body, built together, a habitation of God through the Spirit. Yes, we're all members of His body, bone of His bone, and flesh of His flesh. In whom, in whom, ye also are built together, a habitation of God through the Spirit. In Jesus. Now one more, and I must rush. Verse 12 in chapter 3. Ephesians, now wait a minute, I said chapter 3, that's chapter 2, 22. I'm sorry. The last one that I gave you is in Ephesians 2, 22. I'm using a Schofield Bible, I was looking at the top of the page, and it's in, uh, it's in uh, 22, uh, 2, 22, not 3, 22, 2, 22, I'm sorry. In whom ye also are builded together a habitation of God through the Spirit. Now then, here's the next one, this is 3, chapter 3, I'll give them all to you in just a minute. Chapter 3, verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Did you get that? In Jesus, we have boldness, we have access with confidence by the faith of him. 
Now, in Jesus, we have access to God Almighty, Jehovah God. Did you know that? Did you know that, brother? In Jesus, we have access to God. We have access to everything heaven holds. We have access to God's bounties beyond the blue. In Jesus. In Jesus. Listen. In Jesus, we approach Jehovah God. In Jesus, we talk to Jehovah God. In Jesus, we are joint heirs to Jehovah God's estate. Everything that Jehovah God has. In Jesus, we are heirs of God the Father. Can you take that in? Can you take it in? God bless you. Now, here it is. Chapter 1 and verse 7. In whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of grace, in Jesus. Underline, in whom. Next, in whom. This is verse 11. Ephesians 1, 7 is first. And number 2 is Ephesians 1, 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance... In Jesus we have obtained an inheritance, get it? Being predestinated according to the purpose of, of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. In Jesus we have an inheritance. We are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. In Jesus. All right? In chapter 2 and verse 22. Ephesians 2:22. Underline the words again. In whom? in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. In Jesus, we are all, all believers are one building, one building. We're one. Last, but by no means least, in whom? Verse 12, chapter 3. Ephesians 3, 12. In whom, underline it, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Thank God the just shall live by faith. The just shall conquer by faith. The just shall overcome by faith. And the just will reign with Jesus because of our faith in Jesus. Do you know him? Christ in you, the hope of glory, in whom we are redeemed. If you're not in Christ, you're lost. If you're under the blood, thank God. You are redeemed. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.